lollipop. Damn, I don't remember how it goes. Um, red brown do? fox. Red brown fox. Brown red fox. No, it's a lazy brown fox jumped over the fence. A lazy brown fox. What are we doing? Jumped That's, over the fence. Uses every character in the English language in a single sentence. I'm, I'm what doing, is it? I'm doing my vocal exercise. A lazy brown fox jumped over the fence. I haven't I haven't been here. So. And it, does it use every letter twice? Or does he use any, any letters twice? Or I may be wrong. Once? I think the sentence I'm saying is wrong. But there's something like that where you use it to, uh, to test like typefaces. Oh, oh yeah. So like. I guess that's probably not helpful for this. Here. No, yours is you want to do the um, the Ron Burgundy one. What? Enigmatic enemies. En- enigma. Enigmatic enigma. enigma. <laughs> I think you're chocolate squirrel. Enigmatic enigma. <laughs> Guys, oh. welcome to the Monday special. Welcome back to the slice after our week off, catch up week as we called it. Catch up. Do you put ketchup on your pizza? No. No. Why? What, what the fuck? Why would what? you ever do that? Do you put ketchup on anything? I put ketchup on. Most All right, guys, things. that was the Monday special. We got some stuff to work what out here. What else do you so. put ketchup on? I don't put ketchup on pizza. It was just a question. No, but what else do you put ketchup on? I want to know. That's weird. That that's you don't ab- put that's abstract. On. Yeah. Abstract or abstract? It's abstract. Instructed. Um, I put uh, ketchup on. Sp- Spaghetti with meat sauce sometimes. Yeah. I like ketchup on scrambled eggs. I don't like eggs. I do you don't hot like sauce. eggs? No, I don't like eggs. I'm just going to be outraged I do by hot everything sauce you say today. Eggs. Yeah, that's a that's like a... I, I have been getting into hot sauce on what eggs. What is it? Huevos rancheros. Huevos rancheros. Yeah. Huncheros? Huevos rancheros. Huevos rancheros. That's a good place for... A, that's a good name for a Mexican restaurant. Anyways, welcome to the Monday special. I put ketchup on bacon. That's is that weird? weird? That yeah. is weird. Some people find that, that weird. That. Maple yeah. syrup on bacon's amazing. You know, on, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. The can, there's candied bacon that Yeah, it's just brown sugar and, and, so and bacon. Good. You put it in the so oven. Good. I can't believe I stopped eating meat for a month and a half. I st- I've Fucking haven't traitor. eaten pork for like three years now. You're I crazy. Do, pepperoni I, is the life. I don't miss I don't miss it all. You know what I do miss? The just only try and make a, a try to pepperoni from the pizza place that we order from frequently. And it'll change your mind. You had a hard time getting that out. I, I feel like tried you're very to not plug them. I tried to not. I am. I hundred percent. I am. <laughs> the only the only pork product I actually miss is like chorizo, spicy Why did you hot say chorizo. Because like I'm passionate about chorizo, but I haven't seen chorizo in a while. Chorizo, chorizo. Oh God, that's not. We're not talking about our favorite foods or or things that we put ketchup on. I put ketchup on you. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> I put relish. Speaking of catch up, I was hoping you guys could help me catch up on the game awards. From oh, this good segue. Oh. Woo! Don't. That is I'm a sorry about your ears segue. out there, sports fans. So for me, my <laughs> my biggest game awards moment actually came before the game awards, the eve of the game awards, oh. which was can we can I do it? Can I say it out loud? Yeah. Below comes out December fourteenth as part of the winner of arcade, which we had guesstimated. <laughs> oh. That's a great. I was so excited. What's below? Oh. oh. God damn it. Guys, we said ketchup. Come oh. on, help me catch up. Uh, below is a game developed by a developer in Toronto called Cappy Games. They've made such hits. Oh, wait, Capybara as... Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did uh, Sword and Sorcery. Yeah. Which Sword just came up for the Switch, which I've been playing. It's amazing. They also did uh, Super Time Force. They, okay, oh, go heroes. Okay, go heroes. Okay, heroes. Let's go or whatever. whatever. Those are some cool dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And so below is finally coming out. It's going to be out on Friday on Winter of Arcade, and uh, it's going to be available through Games Pass. That was my biggest thing last week. I am I am very very excited. I've talked about it on this podcast and our previous 
podcast quite a bit. And it happened finally. So thank you, Nathan Vella. Thank you, Thanks, Nathan buddy. Vella. Um, Nathan so that, Vella, very good name. Nathan that, Vella, DM us your address it, and we'll send you a pizza. Is it Vella or a Vella? Okay. It's Vella. Okay, all right. I think so. I just want to be Yeah, so that was your favorite gaming moment. Okay. The actual the actual awards uh had quite a few game announcements, some world premieres, a lot of indie games, I'd say, like a lot of of smaller um smaller studio announcements. Um we saw a teaser for Dragon Age 4 or Dragon Age whatever its subtitle is going to be, so BioWare teased that in a very very short trailer. Um what else was a big announcement? Is there anything else that stood Before out to Before we you, jump Shane? to the next topic, can we can we dig on that a bit? Because sure. Bioware, a developer that you know since Mass Effect Andromeda has been dealing with uh, a lot of mixed mixed perceptions of their ongoing business. How do we feel about like what we're seeing from Dragon Age? And I guess what are we hearing about? Are we hearing anything about Anthem right now that we should feel anything about the way they're going forward? I mean, Dragon Age was nothing. It, it was, was literally, it was literally just like just 15 seconds. They didn't even call it Dragon Age. They called it... What it was is? a hashtag. It was a hashtag, Dan. It was like a birthday card for a dragon. It was just like... No, it was like, yeah, what's the dragon's <laughs> age? It was a teaser from 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 what I know, the end of Dragon Age Inquisition. So that like people that completed Inquisition would have understood this reference. But it wasn't like a it wasn't like a, a formal announcement in any way, shape, or form. It, it was... It was just like a, hey, it's it's here. Like, we're developing it. It was a, that was a it. hashtag announcement. Yeah. It was literally an announcement for a hashtag. But I'd say, I mean, Casey Hudson was there, so he he had a little segment. Uh, I think Bioware is on. I would hope, I really, really hope Bioware is on track to um, make up for some of their blunders in the last couple of years. So I had the opportunity to play a little bit of Anthem earlier today. I can't talk a lot about it, about it but I am happy with what I played. Um, very, very small part of the game, but mechanics felt good. Um, flying is incredibly rewarding. It feels like an mm-hmm. Iron Man simulator. I'm excited to see more. It's only two months away, so mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. So, so Bioware is, I think they're on the right, I think they're on the right track, but it's going to be hard to say until we get uh, Anthem in its complete capacity, and then we'll see from there what happens. All right. So yeah. Bioware very much on the BioWire. Yes. I don't. Hanging by. A... Paul's just trying to pun today. I was punting it. Oh <laughs> God. Okay, what else? What else was a big announcement, yeah, Shane? The Is there anything that stood out to you? Uh, uh, Devil, uh, uh, De- Devil May Cry. Really? Got a demo. Oh. And I played it. I'm pumped for more Devil How was May it? Cry. How's Did that? you enjoy it? Was it was good, yeah. I've never played a Devil May Cry game before. Oh, Devil May Cry is so good. But it, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, surprisingly, it looks freaking gorgeous. I was playing it on my Xbox. And it was very nice. This is my wife. Right? <laughs> <laughs> allusion to Gabby. Oh, All right. My wife. Have a very juicy. <laughs> Wait, so have either of you played any of the original three Devil May Cry games? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you would particularly love Devil May Cry 2. It's very relevant to the podcast. And, like, the opening sequence is, like, basically the main character fighting a bunch of demons who have interrupted him whilst eating a pizza. And the pizza is then flung in the air as he proceeds to dance around and, you know, kill demons while consuming pizza oh, i like that it's really on brand for us i really like pepperonis man pepperonis um, are great pepperoni uh, on pizza I, I, pepperoni nipples I, solid pass on the pepperoni uh, really uh, pepperoni oh, oh god uh i pepperoni. think i think pepperoni what stood out to me uh was that there's just so much 
Canadian video game presence there. Yeah, Jeff Keighley called it out. Celeste was yeah. Celeste's Canadian. There was there was so many. There, there was, was so announcements many. from games that were just coming out, like indie games or like games that were going to be on the Epic Game Store. By the way, Epic Game Store just launched and it's getting so much content. Like yeah. it's it. I just read that they signed an exclusivity deal for Super Meat Boy, the new Super Meat Boy. Oh, really? For one year, it's only going to be available on Epic the games. Epic Game Store. Awful. Interesting. So it's it's interesting. Mm. They're using console tactics now on PC. So. It's good to see more of that stuff because Canada has always been a pretty good place to develop games and a lot of big franchises or like are originated out of Canada. Like I think the biggest probably being FIFA. FIFA is developed in Vancouver. Um, a lot of Ubisoft's games are developed out of their Montreal studios. Down the street. THQ yeah. used to have studios over in Montreal just down the street and uh, that. And there's a lot of indie, indie, indie game developers here in toronto they did i think like monthly they do uh like a beer outing at a bar where you can go and meet a lot of the indie developers i also know oh, rockstar yeah, what was the name for that i forget it's something it had an octopus as the logo um but rockstar north as well worked on uh red dead redemption like parts of it um but yeah it was really cool to see how much canadian presence there was in the video game industry it's, and it's the it's award major. show itself was created by jeff keely who's from toronto so there's there's jeff a, keely's canadian yeah, yeah. He's, he's from toronto oh whoa arguably the most influential video game journalist yeah i mean the game awards started on basically his back and he's been putting in like he's he is the game awards is jeff keely a video game journalist i think he's more of like a he's almost more like a game like a video game talk show host. He's like video games Ryan Seacrest, is he I not? feel like he's yeah, he's he's yeah. got to the point where he covers like he covers stories in the way a journalist would, but I don't know. He I see what you're saying. Like I mean, he when almost you, you look over... at his relationship with Hideo Kojima, that is a very not journalistic Strange. relationship. Yeah. Well he's a fanboy, he's a gamer. Like his he basically told him he loved him. Yeah. Well, he did. On I'm stage sure behind closed doors. Not even no. It was like it was on stage in front of most people just it's like he was about to cry. It was a very weird and jarring moment. It was. Yeah. But I mean, like, I align with him. I love Hideo Kojima. Yeah, he's great. If you're listening to this, Hideo. I love you. Hideo-san, <laughs> I just want to tell you, I I love you so much. Glad you could get that out there. In, oh, in the 90s, that. I hope this gets you down. once asked, yeah. can love bloom on a battlefield? And in the battlefield that is life and this journey that we've been going through, my love for you has blossomed. Wow. Okay. Please make another Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, God. Also, uh, when's Death Stranding coming out? Yeah, we didn't get a release date. Yeah, I don't think you will for like another two years. I, I so I Sony Death Stranded. I feel like it's going to probably come out at a Sony event. So this was actually, probably. I mean, some big announcements have taken place at the Game Awards in the in the in the past. Like I remember the, the Skyrim that came out for Xbox. I'm pretty sure it was announced at uh, at the Game Awards. So there's been like a lot of moments where have been there's big big announcements this year didn't feel like that like i felt like there was quite a few smaller studios like what shane was alluding to earlier a lot of like independently published games but a lot of them looked really really good. Cool. uh really 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 good really really cool yeah cool. for sure <laughs> cool cool well, this is probably going to be a really interesting year to see how games get ruled out right because now we're looking at a situation where e3 is probably going to see a pretty significant downgrade in the types of announcements that come out of it where we might start seeing a whole bunch of new entries in the press cycle leading up to the summer. So who knows when we're going to start hearing more about the Sony games that are set, are set to come out. Who knows how that's going to impact the release, like the press release schedule of games that are coming out on Microsoft's platforms and Nintendo's platforms. Well, I mean, not really Nintendo's platforms. Nintendo just 
releases their direct, but they did announce some stuff at the Game Awards. Yeah. So, so they announced the first character pack for Smash Brothers. Um, yeah. They announced that. Well, are you talking about big announcements? Yeah. Um, they also announced a new Far Cry. At oh, the... that looked really good. Actually, yeah, that yeah. was one of the post-apocalyptic. To me. Yeah. It's great to finally have post-apocalyptic games. We don't really get a lot of those. Yeah. Mortal could... Kombat 11 was announced. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. I'm just going to grace over your sarcastic comment um, about post-apocalyptic yeah. games. And we don't That's get many of them. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, uh, the Marvel game, I was just Ultimate Alliance yeah, 3. Uh, Switch exclusive. Yeah, the Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey, in which you play uh, Ortega's ancestors, growing up so through much. time. Uh, it's you, basically it's about chimps. Get. Yeah, it's about apes who become humans, after all. I hate shame. Um, the, and fair, 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 fair. Um, they also teased the new uh, Outer Worlds game. Remember that? The oh, yeah. Space Obsidian. One? Obsidian announced yeah. their new title, which is pretty big. Not Microsoft exclusive. It's going to be available for all platforms. Yeah. They announced a game that was kind of like um, Sea of Thieves, but it was an open world MMO um, online, that pirate game Atlas. Will that people play kind this of cool. one? Yeah. It looked, kind of, it looked more intense than, the, than, than Sea of Thieves. Um, apparently, the studio Wildcard says that a single world can have 40,000 players in it. And it's going to be on the Xbox One Early Access program next year and the play, or PC Early Access next week. So does that sound... So, honest question. Because we've been getting a, a lot of times with these open world games, game developers will come out ahead of like actually so, showing any real content or real gameplay. And they'll usually come out and they'll talk about like the scale of the world. Like, think about No Man's Sky and their procedural, like, how the world, how the world procedurally like develops and gets larger and larger. Like... Do we care? Do we care when game developers come out and say like this is actually a to scale model of New York City? Like, do we really care anymore now that there's a possibility that like yeah, your world is big, but like, is there anything to do in there? I mean, I would use that argument for Spider Man, but you guys mm -hmm. would shoot That's me down fair, for though. that. Like, I think it's, I like it. Like, I like, I, I mean, I don't care if it's to scale, and and I think that was shown well in in Forza, where you drive around the UK in quotes, but. It's very obtainable, and it's not just one region, but like there's different areas that you can tell are like grabbed from different places around the the United Kingdom and put into a map that feels like well they did seasons as well to make it feel like it's ever changing and, and more dynamic, which I thought was very interesting and a good take on it. Like I love stuff that reminds you of the real thing. I think it's great, mm -hmm. but I don't I don't really the massiveness. You're right. The massiveness just leads to more emptiness a lot of the time. Right. right. If you, you can fit 40,000 players, but if, you know, 4,000 players are playing it, then does that mean every single person that's playing the game is going to be in the same server? Period. It feels like a cheap way to just like, hey, look how great this thing is without actually telling you that it's great. Yeah. Well, like, remember when PUBG came out on the Xbox One, it was like early access still, but you couldn't play. Like, it was the laggiest, the worst, and you had 100 people on the server. Hmm. And it was like, literally, you would drop down and you'd be looking at soggy cardboard houses. And then the, the graphics would slowly load in after an hour. Like, what is that process exactly. going to look like on a PC? You know what it reminds me exactly of? It reminds me exactly of when you go into, like, the snack section in, like, a shopper's drug mart. And you pick up, a, like, a bag, a bag of an incredibly unhealthy snack. And it tells you that it's gluten-free. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Peeps are gluten-free. Yeah. They're made entirely out of sugar. But don't worry. They don't have gluten in them. Peeps. Yeah. 
Like, there's nothing to do in No Man's Sky, but... Well, there was nothing to do in No Man's Sky, but don't worry, it's massive. There's more stuff than you will ever see here. Yeah, but they, uh, I mean... No Man's Sky got nominated for an award. At yeah, because the they... Award. Best ongoing series. Yeah. The Fortnite but, category. But the, here's, yeah. And here's the thing. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Games like Destiny, No Man's Sky, Division. I assume that this will be the case with Anthem as well, unless they break the trend. But a lot of those games launch relatively contentless, and then they layer in content after a period of time, which, I, I mean... service. It bothers me, but... but I mean, No Man's Sky realized a lot of what it had promised us to begin with. It just took time to actually get there. So if you have the patience and you really enjoy a game as its bare bones release, then I feel like there's a lot of reward in going back to games like that. I don't know if Obsidian... Did Obsidian say that it was going to be massive, like, multiplayer online, or was it just going to be a singular adventure? The For which? Game? The, other, the Outer Worlds game. Mm, I think if they said it was going to be online, I will verify. Give me two seconds. Because I thought it was a single-player journey as far as... I, uh, I mean, the trailer didn't really give us much, but Obsidian hasn't done something like that, I don't think, before. Most of their games have been single-player-centric. Yeah, it, it, it. I don't see anything about that here. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a single-player experience. It looked very Fallout meets the original Rage. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. It's interesting that it's not a Microsoft exclusive, but obviously it's been in development for it's a while. It's because it's so. being published by Take Two. Yeah. So it's yeah. I guess it, it's pre, before Microsoft, pre-acquisition. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like what happened with Bioware and the original Mass Effect. Um, yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing more from Obsidian, um, or more from Obsidian's new game. Uh, some of the follow. Sorry, sorry. Some of the smaller titles that really kind of stood out. There was one, I don't remember the title of it, but I'm totally going to look it up here. Um, the thing that stood out in a lot of them was the fact that there was a, like a lot of distinctive art styles in a lot of the smaller games. And that really, I mean, that's kind of been the trend in gaming for the last couple of years is mm-hmm. some really beautiful art, like artwork and, and, and distinctive styles of game. Um, Celeste being probably a great example of that. Same with Dead Cells, um, Sword and Sorcery, I feel like kind of almost pioneered that art style to a certain degree um so i i feel like there's a lot of great games that are adopting that and that was something that definitely stood out games out of that all the trailers. like first glance look graphically very simple but as you look closer there's a lot highly of highly detailed yeah yeah below is like that from from everything that i've seen from a from a uh like a gameplay standpoint mm-hmm. it runs at 4k 60 frames i'm pretty sure but it looks very simple but if you zoom in there's a lot of detail in the in the simple uh in the simple graphic or their simple art style. Uh, I'm going to take a look at what other games um, There was a, a game that looked really good uh, called The Last Campfire, developed by Hello Games. That's which, the game. That's the game I'm thinking yeah, about. It's, yeah, it's uh, the people who developed No Man's Sky, which we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's developed by No Man's Games. Uh, they called no, it... Or No Man's... Oh, it's not No Man's Games. It's, develop, <laughs> it's developed by Hello, Hello Games. Games. Hello yeah. Games, yeah. Uh, but it's developed by like a... Uh, it's called Hello Games Short. It's only two people who are developing the game, two employees of Hello Games. Are coming together and making that so interesting okay. it'll be an interesting thing apparently it was um inspired by uh what is it brothers a tale what is that game tale of two brothers yeah uh, tale of two brothers yeah mm-hmm. uh we saw atlas which was the uh the other other pirate game yeah i talked about that which looked pretty cool earlier i said that yeah we you were talking about that, that. Yeah. mmo and then we talked about the expansiveness of it Forty thousand people on a server mucho people that's a lot yeah lots i, I think um Stranger Things got a game announced. Yeah, that looked funny. It looked, it actually looked funny. Kind of yeah. reminded me of Hotline Miami a little bit. Mm, love Hotline Miami. Great game. Great game. There's a Stranger Things game that looks like Hotline Miami. Yeah. Yep. 
It's called Stranger Things 3, the game. It's pretty on the nose. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, it was, you know, for this award show, and, and you think about it, and you, if you truly think of growing up playing video games, and I hate to use this, the cliche sob story, but like, you know, you played video Don't games. Make me cry. It was like, you're you're a loser or you're a nerd or whatever the case was like nerds who play video games and it's not proactive and it's not accepted by the mass and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And you look at the video game awards, um, that just happened. And I think it was a great, great example of you had the, the directors of fickin', uh, Avengers there, the, the Russo brothers, the Russo brothers yeah. who were Joe there. Was there. Yeah. And you also had the creators of stranger things there on the stage and you had jo yeah, Jonah Hill there. And you had all these different people. And it's like, this isn't the Oscars. This isn't the Grammys. This isn't the like lower tier spirit independent film awards. This is the video game awards. And you have big ticket players who are coming to town and, and presenting it. And they had you know Hans Zimmer directing an orchestra there. And there's a lot of really cool stuff that made you think like, man, this is, th this is really video games now are, are no longer the video games of the past. They're a common, like they're, they're finally being accepted and elevated to the level of like, uh, you know, cinema or, or television. And, and the people in the video game industry are talking about how the video game industry is turning into the golden, they were getting back into the golden age of video games where we're seeing a lot of really creative and cool things on the horizon. And I think that's what we were talking about with the art styles. And we're in that era with television. And I think we went through that era with, with movies. So it's a really unique and awesome time in, in video games. And I think we are going to see some really cool shit come down the pipeline. And I think Red Dead Redemption was a great indicator of that. And it, you know, it won a lot of the awards, whether we agreed with it or not. And I think that was an indicator of like, you raise the bar and you get noticed for it. And I, you know, I was ready to start a hashtag about video game awards. So Red Dead, because it was literally any, any category it was nominated for it was winning. Um, but then, you know, God of War won game of, game the, of the year. year. Which I would agree. I think God of War was a, a fantastic game, and mm -hmm. I was really happy to I see it I was surprised win. it won, but I, I was surprised it won. What else do you think going to win? Red Dead. Really? Yeah, just based on the fact that it was cleaning up. Like, the first half of the awards, Red Dead, I think, won every category it was nominated for, to Shane's point. So, like, uh, my expectation was that Red Dead was just going to sweep. I mean, recency bias is a big thing that plays into any awards, sure. really. So it just came out like a little bit over a month ago. God of War was quite some time ago. So there's a little bit of distance there. But I do think God of War had a lot of staying power. Um, people were talking about God of War for a long time. Even up until when Spider-Man came out, there was a lot of God of War and Spider-Man were kind of like the two foundational mm -hmm. points for, for PlayStation's 2018. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy it won. I just didn't necessarily expect it based on the trajectory of where Red Dead was going in the early parts of the night but super happy it won i think it won yeah. the best narrative as well right yeah how do you feel about god of war no, winning sorry game best game director how do i feel about it yeah i i agree with it 100 percent. i've always been and i'm very vocal about it in the podcast i think if you go back and listen to other other podcasts after i played the game i was like this game is fucking great like it's fantastic and i'm very happy i played it and i played it before spider-man came out yeah and i would agree with it like it was a standout game it was beautiful it was touching it was innovative and like it told the story in a way that i had never seen before uh you know a lot of it through side dialogue and questions father-son dynamic like you said you had yeah. mentioned earlier 
I thought it was fantastic. And I've put a lot of time into Red Dead Redemption, not nearly as much as my friends. I've kind of really slowed down on it. Uh, I haven't checked in on my horse in a while. I hope it's okay. Um, but I don't think it held up to God of War for me. And I don't yeah. think Spider-Man held up to God of War for me. I think uh, Spider-Man was my favorite game of the year. I don't mm -hmm. think it was objectively the best game of the year. I think that God of War, you you can make a good argument that it was the best game of the year. I, you, I mean, you, I, I make, I would make the argument that God of War was the best game of the year, despite me enjoying Spider-Man more, just based on the fact that I have a closer connection to the Spider-Man yeah, character. It's, but it's definitely it. a very worthy winner. I mm -hmm. mean, when you look at all the things it brought together, as far as like, um, it modernized that that beat 'em up character, like action adventure character game. Um, made really tight mechanics. Like it's the sort of game that you can play on the most basic difficulty and just sort of slash your way through. And it's the kind of game that like, I just started new game plus on give me God of war and it changes the game entirely where it just sort of feels like you're playing like a fighting game. It feels like I'm playing street fighter going through and comboing and having to be strategic with my movement. Yeah. Gabby um, started on that and I remember he was, he, he loved it, but it, it was such a, like a struggle to get through it because of how, gruelingly yeah. hard it is he still hasn't finished it has he mm -hmm. no another thing that you mentioned is just like the different ways it goes about giving you story beats mm -hmm. the core story of god of war is i mean it goes into very deep emotional places but overall it's very simplistic but along with it it also has all these different sort of seasonings and things that you can sort of just with very little friction you can experience all these different parts of this Norse world that they've crafted for you, this juxtaposition of mythology against like the reality of what, you know, mythical characters are like in the God of War universe where, you know, the deities are really just like almost elitist trash that just kind of plague the mortal people of the world. And it lets you explore that in incredibly rich and fulfilling ways. And there's some spoilers, so we're not going to get into that, but like there's a character that helps you delve into even deeper stories and the way yeah. it goes about so smoothly transitioning through oh, it's so smart it's I think, incredible um, i think what what also adds a lot to that game for me is just the idea that you know i, I love the original god of war games sony santa monica was in a place where they i think they were almost shut down or they were on the verge of basically really yeah not being able to develop another game and then they brought Corey Barlog, who was the director of the game, who was a part of the original team that did God of War 1 with David Jaffe, who we thanked on stage when they won Game of the Year, mm -hmm. um, to come from a place where they almost had their studio not making anything again to making Game of the Year. It's just a nice triumph. You know, Rockstar didn't have the same um, kind of from the ground up story because Rockstar's Rockstar. They're expected to put out quality work with every game that they put out, whereas I think Sony Santa Monica was facing a little bit of adversity with this release, and they really came out of the woodwork and put out something that I don't think anybody, myself included, was expecting. I think back when we first saw that God of War trailer, and it was like, holy shit, like, they changed yeah. God of War. God of War doesn't look anything like what we thought God of War was going to look like. It's no longer this hack and slash and, like, panned out view. It was a very intimate camera angle. It was telling a very, very personal story between him and Atreus. So I think it deserved it. I think more than anything this year, God of War really does stand out as being the, the, the best game of 2018. And the, the who is it? The creator of the, that that version? The the guy with the white gray hair who cried? Cory Barlow. Cory Barlow. Yeah, like... Not Balrog. You cannot choose a better person to receive 
like an award. Like yeah, I think he, he deserved it. He's a great guy. Yeah. Like he was, he almost cried on stage again when he was talking about his wife. Like just super stand up guy. It seems like so I, I couldn't saw, be happier for him. I saw he a God of War a... tattoo peeking out of his uh out of his out of his chest out of his chest. Yeah, yeah too. So it's a, I mean it obviously it, it means a lot to him. There's a lot of stuff he's done. He did a, a post release. He does a lot of like interviews and things like that. He did reflecting on like the. The development process he did one interview with giantbomb.com and like one of their sort of special presents sections um where they just sort of talked about like the development process how he got back involved with god of war again um totally recommended great listen cool but uh cory barlog awesome yeah he's awesome two yeah. thumbs up from that dude good dude for that dude i mean yeah um, yeah uh so i mean that was it i mean the game awards kind of the awards themselves kind of take a back seat like it almost feels like the awards are just there as as a as a lead up to whatever the next big announcement's going to be but um i think we were pretty i'd say for myself i was pretty satisfied with it it did run a tad it was long, long as sh- good <laughs> god dude there's a lot of categories there's yeah. a lot of guest speakers and stuff which kind of elongates the whole show yeah. um but it did feel a lot tighter uh, than it has in the past this year did feel really really well made mm-hmm. um jeff Keeley, who did an excellent job of just presenting and you always see the excitement coming from him like shane mentioned earlier in the podcast Anytime a Canadian studio was being recognized, like he was over the moon that, that yeah. Canada was being put on the map on such a global scale yeah. for game development. So um, I, he was very proud to have as, as much of a Canadian presence as he did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a great award show. A lot of great stuff came out of it. A lot of games that we're going to be excited for. Um, yes. Shane. One more major moment. Yes. Intro to the show. Three people standing on the stage. Yes. Who were those three people, Daniel? Sean Layton, uh, yeah, Phil Professor Spencer, Sean Layton, Phil Spencer, and then Reggie, and then Reggie, yeah, and it Reggie was crazy, Jackson. yeah, crazy, Reggie Jackson, it wasn't Reggie, Gabby Jackson. was convinced they were gonna announce crossplay, cross like he was like, oh, oh my god, they're I gonna think... announce, they're gonna, and you're trying to listen, he's like, oh, they're gonna announce it, they're gonna announce it, oh, they're gonna announce it, I think. The, the thing that I saw at the end was like one was wearing a blue suit, one was wearing a gray suit, and then Phil Spencer in the middle was wearing like a blue checkered under, over gray. And I was like, oh my God, they're all coming together Synergy, into one yeah. suit. Yeah. It's going to be cross It was going to be a three-way fusion dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's funny, Kara, uh, Gabby's wife, while we were watching that moment, Gabby would just not let them speak. So we don't, I don't even know what they said while they were on stage. And Kara was just like, have you ever seen a movie with Gabby before? The whole lead up to this fucking award show, Gabby was just losing his mind talking. So... A lot but, of fun. Yeah, Love Gabby. shout out to Gabby. Shout out to Gabby. But a major moment in video games. Three rival studios all getting to or not studios, companies getting together, celebrating games, showing like, hey, this is about the games at the end of the day. We're doing it for the gamers. We're doing it for the gram and we're doing it for the kids. And I couldn't agree with them more. Do it for the kids. I'm super cynical about this. I could I could give a shit. Like these three like head like these these three heads of these brands coming together and being like the important thing is that it's all about the games. And the thing, of course, it's all about the games. Because as long as it's all about the games, then people are still out there buying the games. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, but I still think, here's the thing. There's enough there's enough compa- sales data out there that shows mm-hmm. that people don't buy just one console and that's it. And definitely the people who are watching the Game Awards are most certainly not the target demo of people who are like, I'm about a video game. I'm not go out and yeah, buy but a Nintendo I feel like Switch. It's not, it's not meant to be that. I think it's just, it, it's just a, a moment where you see three very different at least nintendo probably being the most different 
Well, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that Microsoft is in a very different place than Sony is right now. Well, for sure. Not, I'm not going to say different in terms of like they're in different places. Obviously, all three of them are in very different places. But I feel like Nintendo is very fringe. Like they have their niche. There's people that support Nintendo mm-hmm. thick and thin. doesn't really matter. People want to play Mario Party. Um, so, I mean, to have three studios that have very, very different visions for their consoles uh, to come together on stage and just, you know, just celebrate the fact that they like they love like the fact that there that there's opportunities for people to game and there were these small segments throughout the show about accessibility and Phil Spencer talked about um, accessibility controller from Microsoft coming out this past year like there was a lot of celebration and I think you know even if it was just visually significant for a lot of people to see three people on stage just being like you know we care about the gaming community at least to a certain degree where they set aside their differences and they're just presented. They didn't, nothing came out of it. And it was I just think, visual. I think yeah. we can ask more of them. Okay, I'm going to cut off, Paul. Yeah, cut that mic. Paul just Wait. keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Game Awards, solid show this year. Thanks, uh, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. It's been a slice. Paul thanks, says nothing. Jeff. <laughs> it's been a slice. Uh, Below is out on Friday. We'll be talking about Winner of Arcade over the course of the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, and probably giving our insights into some of the games that we'll be playing over the course of the Christmas break. Yep. Um, we'll see you again on the so Wednesday special. Runners. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all social media at the Slice TO, and we will see you on Wednesday. It's you been, been a slice. slice. You it's can't been a slice. follow us on Tumblr can't anymore. Uh, I'm gonna hate you. Uh, 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 it's been a slice. <laughs>